Hey, what's up, folks? Welcome back to another 3D Hangouts. My name is Noel Ruiz. I'm a designer here. Adafruit and joining me every week is brother Pedro. Good morning, everybody. I'm Pedro. I Creative Tech here at Adafruit. And every week we're here to share 3D printed projects featuring electronics from Adafruit. Well, that's right. This is where we combine 3D printing and DIY electronics to make inspirational projects. Hello, everybody, hanging out in the live chat room on our Discord server. If you would like to join us during the show, you can check out uh, Adafruit's Discord server. The invite link, the URL for that is adafruit.it slash adafruit, wait, slash Discord. Or we have one up mm -hmm. here in the, in the banner, discord.gg slash adafruit. So we're going to take a couple moments to welcome everybody. Good morning, everybody hanging out. Shout out to everyone hanging out. Do Wester, DJ Devin, Andy Calloway, Yanni. Hello. Hello. People are dropping their, sharing their projects with us. You can uh, oh, nice. share your projects. You can share memes, GIFs, all sorts of funness. And uh, we appreciate everybody doing that. <laughs> it's always fun. If you have any questions, any comments, go ahead and drop those there as well. We're also hanging out in the various um, chat rooms and the various social platforms like Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, and the Twitter. And All right, we'll continue on with this morning's housekeeping. Yes. Let's head on over to adafruit.com slash free. Uh, similar to last week, we uh, have three different tiers. We uh, were offering one of these pieces here, but uh, supplies last, and the supply has not lasted. So until we fabricate some more, we'll get the half size from Protos back. But for now, for orders that are 149 or more, you'll get the KB2040. That's the, uh, the uh, RP2040 driver. That's great for keyboard projects. And if your order is $200 or more, you'll get a free KB2040 plus mm -hmm. UPS ground shipping for continental US only. If your order is $299 or more, you'll get that free ground shipping, the KB2040, and a Circuit Playground Express. You can um, get these automatically added to your cart. Um, so there's no need for coupon codes on that. Adafruit.com slash free for more details. Um, we also have a 10% off discount code today, which you can use in conjunction with your uh, with your freebies. Um, that's Hexpad at checkout. So there's a little little box that you can put in the coupon code. And today, it's going to work for the rest of the day. Hexpad. And um, we can go to the next housekeeping adafruit.com slash jobs see if that works yeah it is still under construction for now it'll redirect you to adafruit's careers and we have those three positions that are still open for uh local um how do you say it <laughs> for on-site uh only positions here um that's the shipping and fulfillment director uh employee resources assistant and the facilities coordinator all fantastic jobs at Adafruit. So if you are in the area and you're in the market for a new gig and you like these and you qualify, check this out. Adafruit.com slash careers. All right. That is the housekeeping for now. Um, yeah, we have kind of a short show, <laughs> a short show uh, planned for everybody, but we have some fun things that we're going to talk about. Um, we have a very fun project, very musical Got some new resin prints and some really fun community makes. 
Um, so yeah, Pedro, if you want to add any other things, feel free to do so. Go ahead and, yeah, let's go ahead and jump into the project. All right. Well, you might have seen this already, but uh, this week we decided to make a video for John Park's hex keypad. This is a lovely custom PCB designed by John Park. It uses the K. It uses the Cutie Pie RP2040 as the main dev board and Circuit Python to make a MIDI device. So this has uh, the custom PCB uh, that John designed was made in Fritzing, and it's a free open source design that you can fabricate yourself or send to any of the awesome services out there like Oshpark, PCBWay, even DigiKey has their own PCB um, services. Um, yeah, so you can check this out. And these have footprints for the chalk key switches. These are lovely low profile mechanical key switches. And then John decided to add some reverse mounted NeoPixels. So these are reverse mounted NeoPixels that are pointing at the other side to illuminate uh, these key switches. And uh, these, uh, John designed the case as well. Uh, so this is a really nice design that he made in Rhino uh, software, CAD software. And I went ahead and 3D printed it using the change filament, so, uh, the change filament um, G-code pro processing that you can do in, in slices like Cura, where you can swap out filament to get different layers of colors. So these are four or maybe five different uh, layer changes uh, to get this uh, yellow and black kind of beehive looking um, color palette. And then these keycaps were sent off to a 3D printing service. You might have heard of them, PCB Way. They offer um, really nice resin prints. And these are using the UTR8100 uh, transparent resin. And it has this spray varnish um, option as the color. And we'll, uh, later in the show, we have some other prints that we'll share. But for now, let me do a quick little demo. So this is a MIDI controller, and uh, every note has uh, a different set of keys to make chords. And in the code, you can um, change all of the MIDI notes. Uh, there's this, uh, a, a range of different notes that you can play with. Here, uh, you can use the, the Cutie Pie's boot button to go into mode select mode. When you press the, the Cutie Pie's boot button, all of the NeoPixels will light up red, letting you know that it's ready for input. And then you use um, you use the keys to select a mode. And if you have the uh, the Moo editor, um, you can look at the REPL, the serial console, to see what options you can select. And John Park has a uh, a, le a key legend that allows you that gives you an idea of what keys to 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 hit. So the first mode is to select what kind of um, chords you want to you want to um, select. Uh, so I'll select this one for now, and then uh, the Moo editor will ask you, uh, well, what uh, what octave do you want? And they, you have up to seven different options, and then it's going to ask you what key. And then when you press the key, um, it selects that key as a root note, and then you can select either single notes or uh, chords. So I'm going to select the chords. And you get a nice little animation, letting you know it's ready to play. So yeah, that's kind of the gist of the project. And I've been using it a lot.
discover new notes and chords to make like uh you know very very nice music i think and they all kind of blend well together So I'm using, uh, it's going to work with any number of MIDI hardware and software. I'm using um, Logic, which is a uh, piece of software uh, for, for the Mac OS. You can use GarageBand. You can use an iOS device. It's, you know, using USB-C. So you connect this up to your iOS device using a lightning adapter. Um, so any type of MIDI software will work with it or hardware if you wanted to plug this into uh, like a MIDI box, like maybe a, a Korg or something like that. You can control your various synths, hardware synths with this. Um, I guess I could pick uh, something different here. So um, let's take a look at the learn guide. Please do some window management here. Sorry. <laughs> You're good. I'm trying to figure out all my key commands. <laughs> yeah, that's fine. Hey, that's a good one. That looks good. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, most of this is put together by John Park. You have seen him develop it from designing it in Fritzing to prototyping it and coding it in CircuitPython. So definitely check out JP's workshop videos. Um, we'll probably have some links in there, too. Um, of them so you can see it kind of built but uh, here is all the parts that are used so you got the K, uh, the cutie pie rp2040 uh, you have an option of uh, uh, chalk key switches uh, the these right here are the kind of clicky ones you could use some other ones i think we have um, black and red i believe let me take a quick look if you open it in a new tab there's a uh, all the chalk key switches here we only have two of them okay but you could use other ones too, but these are the kale style ones. Um, so the red ones are kind of clicky. Or no, the red ones are silent. So if you don't want that clickiness, you go with the red ones or you can go with the white ones that are that have that click to them. Um, but that is the main difference between those two. Some one of them are silent and the other one has <laughs> has a noise. Uh, these reverse mount come in a pack of 10 currently out of stock, but maybe you can purchase them from other suppliers like DigiKey. Yep, you can buy them on DigiKey. Uh, these are great for uh, DIY projects and um, uh, at Adafruit, Lamar uses them in various designs, like these uh, these little um, Cherry MX um, breakout boards. Uh, so those are really cool to use in your keyboard projects. Um, and then if you want to uh, purchase some pre-made um, hexag hexagonal uh, chalk keycaps, you can purchase them from any one of these links here. Or you can 3D print them yourself. Or you can download the STL that we provide and have that um, send that off to uh, a 3D printing service and get them printed in different colors. Um, but th the main difference here between the ones we designed and, and the ones that, uh, that you can get from like F FK caps is that they have like this uh, kind of a scoop design to them. Um, so they have like a, a little dome shape to them. Yeah, for your fingers. So they feel a little bit nicer and they're made out of like the HDPE material. And they only come in one color, but they're still pretty cool. And they have good... Uh, you know, light diffusion. diffusion. Yep. The PCB, you can uh, go ahead and download it. Here's the schematic for it. JP shows you in a guide how you can create your own, how to get custom shapes using the fritzing software. And um, you can send this off um, to like Oshpark. There's a Gerber file here that you can use. You can get them in purple or midnight black. 
And uh, yeah, Oshpark is a good one. I was lucky JP sent me one. <laughs> so that was good. Um, so John's guide shows you soldering it up. Um, you want to probably start with the uh, the NeoPixels first, get your headers on there, then solder in the um, the keycaps or the mechanical key switches. And I think the last thing you want to do is solder in your uh, cutie pie in the right orientation. And uh, yeah, it's a pretty uh, straightforward um, assembly. It's just a little bit of surface mount soldering, which isn't too bad with these uh, these nice pads here for the NeoPixels. Building the case, um, so we have the uh, the step file. If you want to modify it, um, you can you can uh, add some buttons or whatever you'd like to it, or change the shape. Um, add a back cover if you'd like. We like the open back cover just so that you can access the QD, the QtPi's boot button. But the step file will allow you to do that. We also have the STL. Um, I I have a little section here on how I went about using the uh, the change filament. Uh, post-processing script inside of Cura, um, or you could do this in a different um, slicer, like uh, I think Prusa Slicer has a, a different user interface, but it's, it's kind of the same thing. The main thing you want to look at is what layer numbers to actually apply the changes. Um, it's kind of simple for here. It's like every 20 millimeters, you want to change it out. There is a little bit of overhang material or overhang or bridging that your printer will need to do for the USB-C port. So I went ahead and had a little little area here for adding supports, custom supports um, to the USB port area, just so you get a really nice surface finish on that layer. And uh, yeah, that's pretty much it for 3D printing. The hex keycaps, similar kind of thing. You can download um, the step file. We created it in uh, Fusion 360. Um, so you can modify that if you'd like. Um, but it'll the STL will print good in both FDM and SLA 3D printing. And I went ahead and got some screenshots and, and highlighted, annotated, like, you know, the options when you're using a PCB way and you want to create these very clear, crystal clear resin prints, you'll want to select these options. It's the UTR 8100 transparent option with the spray varnish um, color. And that's kind of it. Um, your quantity. I want to mm -hmm. highlight transparent, not translucent. Yeah. That is true. Um, we had uh, Ann Barella on the team. She she chose the translucent, which is over here. If you can see my mouse cursor, um, mm -hmm. there is a UTR eighty one hundred translucent, and what that is is it just makes it kind of this like frosted white color, which looks really good. But if you want that really clear, transparent look, you want to select this option here. But they have a bunch of other uh, materials that you could choose from. Um, I've only tried out the UTR 8100, um, but they have ABS, PLA, TPU, so and aluminum. <laughs> so you can get them in aluminum uh, if you'd like. Yeah, hmm. titanium. They have a wide range huh. of, of different things. Um, you're in the aluminum see, now. Yeah, I think if you get like a hundred of them, the price will go down. And uh, they have a really nice interface. So if you uh, if you want to actually add color, you can use the matte diffuse and then uh, that option there. And then you can use a custom Pantone color. And uh, I have one print that I can show later. Um, but yeah, you can you can go really crazy with the uh, with the options here. Which is can you do transparent cool. aluminum? I don't think so. <laughs> when you change the material, all of these types of 
you know, the subcategory of the material change. Yeah. So maybe they have a polished aluminum and a rough aluminum. I don't know. Textured aluminum. Who knows, right? Yeah, the texture. I'm not sure. So y'all have to try that out. Uh, but like I was saying, the quantity, I think if you go like past 100, the, the price will drop. Hmm. Uh, but yeah, your price will vary depending on, you know, shipping costs and all that. But mm-hmm. I think they're they're pretty affordable um, compared to uh, some other ser- services. Uh, so that's a little bit of that. Um, yeah, and then slicing them, you know, they don't need any supports. Um, I sliced these and printed them with a regular... 0.4 nozzle using 0.2 layer height and they came out fantastic um, so you can choose whatever PLA material um, you want and uh, you know maybe use some translucent colored filament if you want like a different tone um, but they look great uh, illuminated and they're pretty strong too CircuitPython this just is a mirrored page you know just installing CircuitPython onto your QtPy RP2040 pretty straightforward and then the code John does a great job of uh, kind of having everything commented out, um, which is nice. And then uh, if you want more or less buttons, you can modify the code. Here is the list of the uh, the modal intervals, or really like the, the the set of keys. So you have major, minor, Dorian, and a couple other different ones. So you can mix those up if you want. Uh, change the default modes here. And everything's commented, so you can really go in here, and even if you don't know uh, Python, uh, you can read the comments, kind of make flip some different values if you want, pick some different colors and that sort of thing. Um, yeah, there's those, some options here on like some some software, music software. That's uh, most of them are free. There's some uh, web-based ones, iOS ones, Linux, Windows, and Mac. So there's a bunch. And then here is the actual, um, you know, the the key legends for the various uh, modes. So these are all the different modes the octaves, the root notes, and then the chord mode at the end there. And then a nice breakdown of uh, each kind of chunk of code, what what it does. So uh, yeah, shout out to John for making it very comprehensive. And this thing goes on. Very, very detailed. But that's the gist of it. Um, Very, very fun. You could kind of design your own um, controller and Maybe you could apply this to another device, an existing device, maybe like a MIDI guitar, like I, I've done a MIDI guitar. Oh, yeah, yeah. You could apply it to that code. And uh, yeah, one of the many awesome MIDI devices that uh, that, uh, that you can make. And a uh, huge shout out to John for coming up with uh, the, the whole thing, really. Yeah, this is great. Cool. The cutie pies are in stock. Just about everything's in stock except the reverse mount. But again, you could always go to DigiKey. Let's see if DigiKey. Uh, they are out of stock as well because they. Oh my! <laughs> they're good yeah. Us. <laughs> yeah, maybe try another place. Maybe Mauser or something. All right. And that is the uh, SoundCloud <laughs> song that you used on there too. Yeah, I created a song in the background of the video, the YouTube video, and uh, it's on SoundCloud. So if you folks want to check it out, it's a free download. Feel free to use it in your project videos. There's no license or anything, so free, free have at it. All right. Cool. Oh, John says, we are all about the MIDI. <laughs> yeah, we're all about the MIDI, for sure. 
Cool. Oh, and then um, comment here that AliExpress sells them as well. So you can check out over there. Oh, yeah, that's a good spot. Okay. Yeah, for the reverse mount. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then, cool. yeah. Any shower Yes, it's the exact same form factor. Mm-hmm. Uh, what was people saying? Yep, we are going to do a um, printing service video for next week so you can get more info on that. People are interested in the polishing for the resin. And yeah. I think that's a good segue into what we're prototyping. If you want to show off some of the cool prints that came back, some things to look out for real quick. Yeah, all right, I just had to switch them around. Yeah, so you've seen the resin keycaps. They look great. Um, I wanted to do some uh, print-in-place parts that I have done with FDM printers. So I have two of these. This is a little crank that has uh, two uh, movable parts. So this is using that UTR uh, 8100 resin with the spray varnish option from PCB Way. And this has uh, two little hinges here. So we have one here at the bottom and one here for the handle bit. The idea is that you, you connect this to a, um, a rotary encoder. It has that D-shaft-shaped uh, connector here. And let me see if I can do a little lens change here. My software, do ultra-wide. And then I can go in really, really close, just so you can get a good idea of what the uh, surface finish looks like on these things. The closer you get, the more kind of detail you kind of see. Like, it's not super perfect, but from a distance... From relatively normal distance, it looks totally fine. It's totally clear and transparent. Um, Doesn't look but, like it yeah. any of the tolerances. Yeah, so the tolerances are pretty spot on. Um, I don't have the the FDM version with me right now, but in the video, I'll show how the differences are. This is a little loose here, but when this came shipped to me, this part here was actually fused, but it just took a tiny bit of force to snap it out of uh, kind of the, the stuck state that it was in. But this was free free floating here. And um, I don't know off the top of my head, but I think it's like 0.3 millimeters of clearance between all the surfaces in these joints. It's either 0.3 or 0.4. Um, so it's free spinning and it's for a crank or it is a crank for a rotary encoder. Um, the project I think was to kind of replicate the play date um, game device. That's why we made this crank kind of thing. Oh, yeah. um, so that's really cool. And then the other part I have is this handle. This is a handle that um, that I designed as a print and place thing. And it prints like that on an FDM printer. But again, there's a clearance between these hinges here. And uh, you really can't, uh, maybe you can. You kind of see how this piece here has a, a cylinder that just kind of goes through and connects to this cylinder bit and uh, allows it to spin in place. So it's a handle. Um, this was for the uh, LED noodle lantern project. So there's some screw holes here. And then this big hole here is for a button. So you can turn on the lantern. Um, but yeah, it's about, uh, oh, I don't know, eight millimeters thick on the handle. And I think the clearance is kind of the same. So like a point, point 0.4 millimeter. Uh, clearance. This did come free moving. It has the spray varnish on it, so it didn't fuse, which is really nice. So that's free spinning. And just a tiny bit of uh, wiggle room here. And uh, it has just a little bit of flex. You can see that there. Oh. I don't want to crack it, but um, yeah. Now the last print I'll share 
Well, no, I do have another one. Um, this is a really nice um, attempt at making a Lego uh, Adabot. So in the original model, we designed it for FDM using a 0.2 millimeter nozzle. And this was done with dual extrusion. Um, you know, Adabot is fully, you know, take its individual pieces. His head comes off and <laughs> dismantling Adabot. But it's okay because it's a Lego <laughs> minifig. Um, it looks fantastic. But what, so when I sh sent this model off, um, I got a warning saying that, hey, the minimum wall thicknesses for models for printing in this material is 0.8 millimeters. And they sent me a screenshot of like the areas that needed to be thickened up. But then they also said, you can go ahead and have it printed anyway, but just know that it could break um, when you receive it. And I was like, yeah, go ahead send it. I don't, let's see it. Let, let, let's roll the dice. And they sent it to me back as a merged single body. So all of the uh, kind of geometry for making these joints, they just got merged. So they just kind of merged it all into one part. So Adabot can't really, it's not articulating anymore. But it still came out fantastic. And this uses that, uh, you see that tint of color here. Mm -hmm. I, I chose uh, colored, a Pantone color basically for the resin. And it's that same UTR 8100 resin. Um, but it, it has that little hint of color, but it's still clear, you know, here it is like back, backlit. looks really nice. And the closer you get, the more you can kind of start seeing the layer lines, but that is fantastic. Look at the little antenna bits, um, the claws, the lightning bolt, um, the holes here on the back of the legs. It came out really nice, even though it's like one, one unified part it still looks fantastic yeah it looks amazing um, i think it has that spray varnish yeah it looks amazing right i think it still has that spray varnish um option it just has some color um the tolerances for snapping into the lego studs uh works out really well so it holds on really tight uh so that worked out it's just that the reason why i didn't submit individual parts because like all of these parts it would have cost a lot of money. <laughs> like each part, I think is like twelve dollars. Um, I think that's a minimum too, right? Yeah, I think the it's minimum like a minimum. Like you, you, if you want, it would start. You would start saving money if, like, you wanted to make a hundred Adabots, right? Then you would do a hundred arms and a hundred claws and a hundred legs. There's too many pieces, man. So I was just like, let me just try to submit a whole Adabot, you know? And um, it just didn't work out. I think these pieces worked out without being merged because there was just more clearance. There was just more mm -hmm. millimeters of clearance. Like I said, like a 0.4 millimeters of clearance between these parts, they're gonna come out okay. These had like a 0.2 millimeter of clearance, maybe even 0.15 millimeters of clearance. One five, yeah. Not, yeah, it's just not enough clearance um, for the for And we the did it on purpose so that we could press fit it in and have some sort of tolerance on them so that it does, you know, doesn't freely move so we can actually pose the Adabot. So that's why. Exactly. Yeah. I'm just a little bit closer on those. Right. And again, this Adabot is FDM, but with a point to nozzle, the point to nozzles aren't kind of, they're not, um, that stock nozzles for FDM printers these days are 0.4, right? Mm -hmm. Diameter. Yep. So the point two is something you can get um, and, and add as an upgrade to your printer. But uh, 
yeah, these are printed on the Ultimaker uh, printers. I think the S5, right? With the dual extruder mm -hmm. to, to do those two-tone colors here. Um, but yeah, these are all kind of printed separate pieces and then snapped together. Um, but yeah, that's a little bit of uh, um, shop talk <laughs> on uh, oh, submitting. The uh, antennas look like they came out nice and sturdy too. That was one of our... Uh biggest fail points right there we had to throw away a whole head just because the antennas broke off <laughs> right yeah yeah they're very kind of fragile there but i think they're a little bit more strong here nice but yeah there's your there's your little bit of info and i'll cover all this in our video the last part i'll share with you you've you've seen the um the floppy uh case this is our etch-a-sketch so our Etch-a-Sketch is a CircuitPython Etch-a-Sketch project. Got an on-off switch here. And you have two potentiometers, a reset button, and a toggle. And this was coded in CircuitPython by Carter Nielsen, who's on the support team for Adafruit. And allows you to uh, flip a switch, changes the color of the, the, the TFT, and you can change the colors in the code and the resolution of... Uh, of the uh, of the pixels that you're drawing right now, I have it pretty chunky. It's in chunky eight bit mode. Um, then you can use the reset button there to clear the print. Unlike a real etch a sketch, you can you can use the switch to like turn off yeah. drawing and make a, a different shape here. And then you have just regular potentiometers uh, to to move the knobs. But uh, it's a two it's a three piece case. But I didn't want to design. I didn't want to print. I didn't want to have to send off the uh, the PCB mount, uh, but this uses the snap fit um, geometry uh, that I use for my cases. It has a little button resetter. It has all these like kind of slots here, um, and it's pretty flexible. Like I can flex it oh. here. Yeah, it's very flexible, right? This um, is one point five uh, wall thickness. Yeah, this is one point five wall thickness. Um, which again, their their minimum wall thickness is 0.8 millimeters. Uh, so this mm -hmm. uses the Feather M4 and the uh, TFT Feather Wing uh, to make this project. And there's a little battery in there, but it's cool that you can see you know the wires and everything in there. It's pretty clear, and uh, there's a little bezel kind of going on here, and uh, yeah, it's reminiscent to like the 90s clear clear electronics electronics electronics. Um, so there's yes. another, but all the tolerances were the same for FDM. I was even able to tap the screw mounts. You can kind of see the, uh, inside the resin that I use a screw tap and I was able to kind of create those threads for M3 screws. Um, mm -hmm. but yeah, this is a good example of like making a project case in that clear resin and just getting this really nice clear thing. Yeah. There are a couple air bubbles and stuff in the case parts, but you really can't see them. Maybe here you can kind of see it. But yeah, it's kind of hard to see. Nope, not really. Yeah, just a tiny little air bubble. So you're not going to get a perfect print, but it's it's good enough, man. It's, it's really nice. Um, I guess if you had your own resin printer, you could be as careful and cautious as you'd like with it. But it's nice that there's a service that will just make it for you and ship it. So and this is the reset button there. You press that. Flexible, very flexible. Wow. Uh, yeah, check out this project too on the Adafruit Learn Guide. Just type in uh, "sketch drawing toy," I think is the name of it. And uh, yeah, same same uh, tolerances for the FDM works with like 
snap areas for this switch, the holes, and of course the snap uh, snap fit joints here for the case. So, yeah, that's uh, what we got here. A couple couple <clears throat> sets of different um, from PCB way using the UTR eighty one hundred translucent transparent uh, john is asking does it feel like it would survive a drop uh, do you order extra ones know, to have strength no i did it um depends on how far it's dropping maybe off the table it would survive oh my god spam i don't know it, it does feel flexible so i think it would survive i mean yeah i'm not gonna do any like i don't think i need to do like a a strength test, like which parts are stronger. I'll I'll leave that up to like CNC Kitchen, um, but yeah, they don't feel tacky. They feel flexible. Um, yeah, I think I don't I don't know which one would be stronger, PLA or or resin. But uh, yeah, that's a different thing altogether. Yeah. Should send in a uh, iPhone case and then <laughs> test dropping mm. it from there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It does feel like that that uh, that iPhone kind of material. Just the spray varnish it has like this slick feeling to it. It's not tacky. It's like kind of slick, um, mm -hmm. and a little bit flexible. So it does feel like an iPhone case, but it's resin, right? So, and there's different types of resin. Like Form Labs makes their own flexible resin, and they have different different strengths and stuff. Um, so I'm sure you could get some pretty strong resin prints um, using the the various resin from like, you know, from like Form Labs. Um, yeah, so that's a uh, that's a little bit of uh, what we're going to talk about next week, and uh, we'll have a learn I'm guide. Sure, the that, um, the thickness and all that will affect the strength of it as well. Sure. Yeah, I think this is the thickest thing I've had printed in resin. So it's like, I think eight millimeters or so. And uh, yeah, I think it would be kind of strong. It's not designed to hold a lot of weight, really. I mean, the the uh, the project is kind of it's under a pound for sure. The LED noodle mm -hmm. lantern for for this particular part. Um, but yeah, yeah. It looks uh, just by looking at the um, how many walls are are in that one. Yeah, it looks like after four walls, it'll uh, the translucency will go away. It looks like. Hmm. Right, is that what it is? Four walls? One, two, three, four. Nothing. For the cylinder that's in the middle. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you're saying. Yeah, this this bit here, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you start losing it. I don't think the spray varnish made it into that joint, too. It doesn't mm. feel rough for anything when I rotate it. But yeah, you can kind of see that it's yeah, someone said uh, try a yeah, drop a of oil in there, some of that real butter. Yeah, I don't think it needs it, but it maybe makes it clear more clear when you put oil down in there. Hmm. But uh, yeah, it feels smooth. You know, it doesn't feel rough at all when I when I rotate it. You can see it oh, kind nice, of spins yeah. freely, and it kind of spins freely. So yeah, there's some things to consider. Um, yeah, this one's really really good example of like. It's spinning nice and free. <laughs> yeah, this is a cool print too. It prints in place. 
um, little crank for your cranky projects. Cool. So, yep. present print. Check that out next week. Yep. 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 Right, cool. Yeah, for sure. Looks like we've got some point. time. Looks like we've still got some time if you want to continue on with the prototype or the community makes. Um, I got nothing. <laughs> My stuff's yeah, still printing. I, uh, <laughs> I got um, I got some progress on this Epcot ball. Um, I went ahead and wired up the bottom half of the sphere. I got magnets in there, by the way. So the idea is that you have two halves held together with magnets. And that's the top half printed without any supports. It looks pretty decent there. Um, so I'm using these uh, NeoPixel um, soft strands. And there's about, um, I think, 60 uh, NeoPixels in here. So I used hot glue to hot glue them to uh, all of the circles here, all the, the, the holes. So there's a there's a lot in there, but these uh, these NeoPixels are really nice because they have like this enamel coated kind of flexible wire, metal wire. I'm using a Feather Scorpio RP2040 board uh, to power all the NeoPixels, and then I have a little USB-C breakout board going down here so I can route reroute the USB port. I also have a DC jack there just in case we need um, external power. Um, but let me go ahead and plug it in. Just to get a look at the uh, at the uh, the lights lit up. So USB C. Here's all those new pixels. Um, then of course this is the bottom half. So the idea is to have some special code to do some new pixel mapping so that we can get some excuse me different animations going on. Um, so yeah, it's gonna it's gonna be kind of fun. Um, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna ask uh, Phil B if you can do the pixel mapping code because that's that's kind of out of our wheelhouse. Uh, but right now it's just running the Rainbow um, Circuit Python LED animation library, so it's just doing rainbows, rainbow swirl, and so it looks cool. kind of nice there. But yeah, it's all three D printed without any supports, and now uh, yeah, we got it wired up there. Good amount of hot glue. I definitely recommend a, a nice hot glue gun. Like uh, the Ryobi battery-powered ones are really nice, but yeah, these NeoPixels yeah. are pretty cool. They're uh, they're very flexible, um, and they got that <laughs> enamel-coated wire, so it looks like they're not, you know, uh, insulated, but they are. They have the little enamel coating, but yeah, cool, very cool, very cool. You know, saying I want to see that no, resonant. <laughs> yeah, that'd be a pricey one, huh? Completely clear. <laughs> So uh, that's, uh, that's what we got so far. Um, so yeah, that's insane. Brave for doing this without any supports. Yeah, we've noticed with a sphere, the um, printers are able to catch it really good. But when you're printing something like a helmet, that's where it has struggles a little bit, where it will we'll have some nozzle strikes. I don't know if it's up with the shape, I guess, because it's more elongated, like near the top yeah. of the helmet. That's where I always yeah. see problems. Mm -hmm. Yeah, there was some overhanging bits that I had to remove with uh, some flush snips, but the the, the not, thickness, not the wall lot, thickness, yeah. is good enough where it catches itself. And because it's a geodesic sphere, um, it, it tends to kind of have some flat angles that uh, that mm -hmm. work okay. So 
Yeah. yeah. Cool. So that is uh, probably a couple of weeks um, out. We from now. Yeah. Before yeah, a couple we weeks. On. Um, who was asking this? Uh, was it Andy? Somebody asked. Yes, Andy is asking um, if you have any like little tests of that clear print. Maybe do a, see if light pipes will work with that. Yeah, that's not with cool. the F-top ball. Just, just uh, you know. Yeah. Standard. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I have this prop here actually on my prop wall. This is the. Um, this would be a good example. Oh yeah, can... yeah, yeah. This is the. Uh, it's a prop from uh, the TV show Loki, and there are these little cylinders. Yeah, there are these little cylinders that are printed in PLA, but I think it would be good to print these in resin to see how they look out. Yeah, uh, so they look like the um, hot glue sticks. <laughs> yeah, they look like hot glue sticks, but they don't fully eliminate. As you can see, the top here don't get illuminated. Yeah. And um, okay. I mean, it's a pretty bright. It gets pretty bright, but it doesn't illuminate all the way. So I wonder mm -hmm. if the resin print would do better. Huh. So this could be a good print, yeah, or a good test rather for resin. Um, yeah. My battery's dying here, so that's why it's making a whiny noise. Mm -hmm. But yeah, yeah, these would be good, good uh, tests for resin. Back onto the wall. <laughs> All right. Um, cool. Good good stuff. All right, cool. Are we ready for community makes? That. Yeah, let's go ahead and jump into community makes. Camera. Sorry. I'm trying to do the commands here. <laughs> All right. So for this week's community make, we have as we just saw, Lego posted one of their updated um, X-Wings, so thought we would print one as well. Where am I? Ah, I'm all discombobulated. Which Where place? am I? <laughs> place left, yeah. yeah <laughs> so yeah, this is a really cool model that uh, was uploaded to Colts 3D. This is a free model, and it is an excellently detailed X-Wing. You can even see the little R unit in here. Um, super simple. Uh, super simple, but nice detail. Look at all that stuff on there. And what's so cool is you printed one as well, but you shrunk it down and all the details remained. Yeah. There's even a little bit of uh, extra stuff that you can print on there that I didn't add, like the rocket boosters and stuff. You added that. There's even a little stand. Uh, but since this is, as soon as I'm done here, it's, the kids are probably going to break this thing up. So it doesn't matter if I have a stand or not. Um, yeah. But yeah, this is super cool. This is pretty big, um, so you are going to need a pretty big printer. But again, it scales down excellent while retaining all of the detail. And this is the thing that impressed me the most, just the cockpit of uh, all the cool stuff in there. And it looks like in the um, posting for this, they uh, like a minifig or something fits inside there. So you continue to do some play with this. And I don't know if it's super accurate or not, but it's accurate enough for me. <laughs> Yeah, uh, a little bit of paint on there. Just made it a, one of the blue, um, is a blue team or whatever. Mm -hmm. Yeah, prints completely up like that. So no support materials. Excellent job. And oh, here's the guy, 3D who yeah. prints. Excellent. Yeah, it's detail. fantastic model. Yeah, let me see if I can uh, share mine here. Yeah, let's see here. 
Yeah, so here's mine. Um, I scale it down to 54%. Um, yours is at 100%, so it's, it's fairly large. Let me see if I can do a little bit more closer detail. Here we go. So there's some uh, detail there on the R unit. There's the cockpit, boosters, all the various details. And the details are actually, you can, there's a couple different other parts. So you can print them in different colors and attach those. You can have like a bunch of a little greeblies be in different colors. That's right. Yeah. These, uh, these boosters here are printed separately and I just snapped them in there. But yeah, 3D for you prints is the, uh, the model maker there. And uh, yeah, this is the the bottom side of the print. That's what touches the bed of the three printer. I used a brim on here and had to remove the brim. Yeah, me too. Um, yep. Okay, you did a brim too. Yeah, yeah. Just, just so that the, the wings are so skinny. Exactly. Yeah, but man, that's some phenomenal detail, and the stand is is really nice too to have. Yeah, um, but if you're playing with it, you don't need a stand. Yeah. So that's there's a, a filament here. Thing. Oh, what's that for? It's for uh, like a string, so you can dangle it. Oh, man, I should have did that. <laughs> How funny. Yeah. I didn't even notice that hole until you mentioned it. <laughs> there's so much detail. Well, it's in the photos. Thing. Yeah, there's so much details, right? It's in the photos, which, uh, oh, oh, yeah, let me share that. Here it is. So it's on Colts yeah. 3D. Oh, look at that, Jedi That's Survivor. <laughs> what a great yeah. ad to go with this. I actually really want to play that game. That's, that's it looks nice. really good, yeah. Yeah, it does. So here's a quick little video of with the, the little string. Ah, I completely yeah. missed that. Isn't that funny? <laughs> yeah. Here are all the various pieces. There you go. Um, so you can print it in kind of this multicolor print. All the Here's a really nice example of just how many different so colors you can have. Looks really good. I really like the black tone. Here's a really nice kind of shiny copper with that gold, like super dope. Mm -hmm. Different one, black and gray, yes. gunmetal. So many color schemes you could do on this. Yeah. Wow, you got a filament swap here. That's oh, really cool. Yeah, that's what that is. So you go all out with the detail wow, on this you one. Can... A lot of planning on uh, getting yeah. all those colors just what you want. This is excellent. Yeah, no supports, man. Very, very nice. You can see where, like, the, the the cylinders are a little bit flat at the bottom here, just so that it prints without that support. Is, that is the best way to print a cylinder, though. Nice Here's and strong render of it. Yeah, so it's excellent. And again, uh, uh, the designer put his kind of handle on the print, which is always a good way to you know, kind of watermark your, your stuff. But they go by mm -hmm. Dander Drucker. Dander Drucker is their mm -hmm. username here in Colts 3D. And uh, looks yeah. like it was uh, part of a bad batch since he's a survivor. <laughs> <laughs> he does look like a bad batch, yeah. That's funny. Uh, so yeah, fantastic model again, free, free to download. So check it out. Mm -hmm. Yeah, again, awesome. Yeah, that thing came yeah. right off under the bed, the bed plate, right onto Declan's hands. <laughs> oh, really? That's funny. He was waiting yeah. for it. <laughs> you gotta make another one. For Gavin, oh, yeah, uh, the filament that we use, uh, yeah, the one filament. I use is the uh, marble from oh, geez, who is it? A shiny, I'm using no, I'm just using silver PLA Pro from Matter Hackers, mm -hmm. they have their own brand. Oh, okay. filament. I like it. It, it, it takes color really well. So, here are the LED colors. 
So like oh, wow. if you have some backlighting, like it looks really dope mm -hmm. in, in that color there. So it, it reflects light pretty good. And um, yeah, it's just silver PLA Pro, I think, or PLA Build Series, whatever Matter Hackers calls it. Um, it's a, it's your, it's good filament. I like it. Oh, that's really good. They, uh, they ship pretty quick here in the States. And uh, yeah, I'm also using this filament on the Epcot ball because mm. it's just a good around, all around silver PLA. Yeah, has a nice shine. It's funny how wobbly it is. <laughs> kind of adds to the stand effect. Star Wars yeah. Celebration Week, yes. We'll have some more Star Wars projects next week as well. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I might even get that Lego cool. kit that just came out. Looks cool. Yeah, it looks so good. Cool. So check it out. Real LEDs are not in the back. They were showing mm. off little blasters. Mm. Yeah, right. That'd be cool. That's a new oh. uh, pixels to it. Okay. Continue on to the community makes. We got a couple of really cool makes this week. Yeah, just a handful. Just a couple. So first up, we have the um, the magnetic USB tips holder. This is a little simple print for our. Um, our USB cables that have these swappable tips, they're magnetic. And um, I had a, a lot of them, so I needed a little way to hold them all together. Um, so we have a make here from uh, Al Pierce one on printables.com. They printed it out in this nice purple filament and they printed two of them because they have a lot of tips, <laughs> more than I do. Uh, it's a parametric design, so if you want to modify it and add more slots to it, you can do that, or just print multiple of them. Um, and they said, uh, super convenient print. So, glad it worked out. Best. Yeah, it just kind of snaps in and holds it in place so they don't fall out. Otherwise, they ball up because they're magnets, right? They have magnet magnetic uh, ends. <clears throat> All right. Uh, the next one is a nice timely one. This was posted up by <laughs> two, two Nuke on Thingiverse. This is our Mario Boo planter. It's a uh, inspired by Super Mario Brothers, the the ghost. Uh, you can paint uh, the fa the facial details, and uh, they have a nice little, you know, arrangement of. Uh, oh wow! Yeah, so that looks awesome. Yeah, it looks what? like it just rained. You can see the water droplets on there. They got a piranha yeah. plant, the uh, the turtle oh. shell with the spikes. A bob omb, omba bomb, whatever it's called. A couple different mushrooms. And uh, the little Mario Boo. Nice addition oh, cool. to their collection. Yeah, super cool, right? Yeah, I downloaded the, uh, the shell, but just the way that all the parts are. It's like, oh, man, that's too much stuff. <laughs> right. For a time lapse, yeah. anyway, it'll look more weird. Mm -hmm. Okay. Cool. Yep. Lots of Mario-inspired prints with the whole movie coming out, right? I think it comes yeah, out either today or the next week. Yeah. Yeah, it looks great. Yeah. Good. I want to see it. And then the last print, guess what? Another boo. <laughs> this was posted up by Raz, uh, Rapid Raspberry, and they printed it in white PLA, and they said it came out good in 0.2 millimeter layer height. And uh, yeah, it looks good. Good paint job. Just paint the facial details in those two colors, red and black. Red for the tongue, black for the eye, mouth, and eyebrows. It's scalable. You can print it bigger, smaller. Lots of folks have made it, and uh, yeah, I, I think you designed this one, Pedro, in like Maya or something. Mm -hmm. Like a, in 2012. But yeah, it has a little drain hole <laughs> in the bottom there. Yeah, a drain hole. 
Although I should put it on the bottom. Yeah, the bottom bottom. Well, you can modify it. <laughs> Very cool. Nice little tail there for the... Mm-hmm. I don't remember seeing them in any of the trailers, so I don't even know if they're in the movie. Mm, yeah. Don't know. Don't maybe, know. Maybe the uh, Luigi's Mansion section of the movie there. Yeah. Oh, they have a Luigi's Mansion section? Maybe. Mm-hmm. I don't know. <laughs> I haven't seen it. I think it came yeah, out today, right? I don't know. Yesterday, maybe? Yeah. Oh, the reviews are already out. Yeah, of course they're. <laughs> cool. We have a, we have a, a make here from uh, DJ Devin. Oh, nice. uh, we got a, a alphanumeric backpack enclosure. Hey, it's just in. Boop 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 boop. Nice. Nice. Yeah, it's using the Stemma QT um, fourteen segment displays. Hey. That's awesome. Yeah. Oh wow! Look at that back. Nice. Looks great. The concentric uh, pattern. Mm-hmm. That's dope. I might make this. This looks really good. Good for like a clock and stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cool. Very cool. Nice work. I wonder if that's a gel. Is that like a reflective acrylic bit? Yeah, it's a one-way mirror. That's very cool. It's yeah. a good way to do it because you get like this really nice. When the LEDs are off, you get like this mirror effect. Super mm-hmm. cool. Thanks for sharing that, Devin. Yeah. Uh, some little pieces of mirror that I've been looking to do something with. Use. Uh, a good one, yeah. Yeah, cool. You don't have to print it out. What am I going to do with it? Oh, that 3D scanner thing. Where <laughs> it was getting right. the, um, what is it? The thing from the front part of the camera. Right. Okay. Cool. Um, before we go, if you want to pick up some stuff, support Adafruit and your maker habit, 10% off your order with hex pad we'll have another one tonight and tomorrow with jp's workshop so you can check those out but yeah next week uh another more resin prints mm-hmm. <laughs> more star wars stuff yeah again don't forget to check out jp's guide if you want to make a mini controller mm-hmm. inspired by bees <laughs> all right um we invite you to come on show and tell yeah yeah we invite you to come on show and tell tonight it's gonna be hosted by um, mr and mrs lady ada they are back and then ask an engineer is shortly after that so at 7 30 p.m eastern time is show and tell 8 p.m eastern time is ask an engineer so that's gonna do it Thank you, everybody, for tuning in. Until next week. Don't forget to make. Oh, great. Good day. Day. (laughs) Bye, folks.